And this time on Culture File, the journey is into Rakugo of Katsura Sunshine. Rakugo is the art of traditional comic storytelling with its 400-year-old origins in Edo, Japan. In 2022, though, perhaps its best-known practitioner outside its home is a Canadian who moved to Japan, discovered Rakugo, and trained under one of the form's great masters. Katsura Sunshine currently has his Rakugo show running both on Broadway and in the West End to where he commutes from his home in Tokyo. He told Culture File about his journey into the medieval art form of sit-down comedy. Hello? Hello? Anybody there? Hello? Uh, yes, can I help you? I wonder what the reaction of people in Japan to you, a, a sort of like a red-headed Canadian, is suddenly um, going to give them their own tradition, as it were. Because I'm the second non-Japanese foreign or Western Rakko storyteller in the history of Japan, and the first one was a hundred years ago. This is something people hadn't seen before. So when I first, before I was known, it was kind of startling for people. But a lot of people ask me, you know, you're going into a very strict hierarchical Japanese traditional performance art and the world of that art. And like, were there a lot of barriers? And I think the, the most surprising thing is there weren't as many barriers as I would have expected. At first, when nobody knew me, for the first minute, I could make a couple standard jokes about me being foreign, and people laughed, and that's no problem. So I've got an in with the audience, no problem. But in the end, it's like, are you funny or not? So it's just like any stand-up comedian working in North America, it's like you got to hold your craft, and you got to do it by just failing and falling flat on your face in front of audience after audience until you get how, like, what you get your timing, and they say, oh, okay, now, now I know it works, and then, you know, you just grow from there. So in the end... At, f at first, people, you know, kind of kind of liked it or found it a novelty. But then my master is extremely famous. He's one of the most famous storytellers ever, really. He's a very, very famous television personality as well. And you take your name from him. Well, I didn't take it from him. He gave it to me. <laughs> yes, the master gives you a, a stage name that's based on his name. Uh, you take his last name, which comes first in Japanese, Katsura. And then you take one of the kanji characters from his name, or he, he gives you one of them. So you're immediately identified with your master by your name. So yeah, he gave me the name Katsura Sunshine. So tell us how you got involved in it. You're, you're born in Canada and, and you're Canadian. You, you, you have a background in languages, first off. My educational background is languages, but my whole career started as a playwright and composer and producer of musical theater. And I took the, uh, the musicals I did when I was, when I just graduated from university, actually I started them in university, were from Aristophanes, so ancient Greek comedies. And I had one show, Clouds, which is Aristophanes, Nephiloi Clouds, which my, my adaptation ran for like 15 months in Toronto in a small theater, just, out, just out, of, out of university. And as I was researching Greek theater, a scholar had written in a scholarly article that Greek theater, ancient Greek tragedy and comedy, and Jap Japanese no and kabuki traditional theater had all these coincidental similarities. But when you think about it, the Greek theater is 2,500 years ago, and the, those two art forms are 400 years ago in Japan. So there's no, there's no way one got in touch with the other or anything like that. So the fact that they had all these similarities, I thought, okay, I gotta, I gotta go see some kabuki. And 23 years ago... When I came, first came to Japan, there was no Google, so I couldn't Google it. I had to go. I had to go myself. And maybe if there was Google, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come to Japan. You never know. So I took a trip to Japan, and just by the third day there, I thought, I'm never going home. This place is just too 
fascinating. So I fell in love with Japan long before I ever knew about Rakugo, this traditional Japanese comic storytelling. We all have funny habits. In Japan, they have a saying, nakute nanaguse, which means for every funny habit that you know you have, there are seven other funny habits that you didn't realize you had. The first time I saw Rakugo was five years later. I'd been in Japan five years. And it was at a yaki... Do you know yakitori? It's the grilled chicken on chicken skewers and really popular... Restaurants and the restaurants tend to be super small, like mostly just counter. And so, yeah, you could talk to people on the left of you, on the right, uh, right of you. And I had been going to this one near my place in Yokohama, near Tokyo, like literally eight times a week. I loved Yakita <laughs> twice on Sundays. And the, the, the owner of this shop happened to be an amateur Rakugo producer. And he had a show in his shop once a month. And so, but he'd hire professional storytellers. As a producer, it wasn't his main job. Uh, the, the storytellers are professionals. And he just invited me. He said, you, you might want to see this art form. And that, that was it. So I owe my life now to Yakitori. The tiger is shaking and shaking and praying to the Buddha for his life. The lion is enormous, fierce, terrifying. The lion walks up to the tiger step by step by step. What The way you become a professional storyteller in Japan is you have to get a master to accept you as an apprentice. And then you serve as an apprentice under that master for three to four years. And that's a very traditional apprenticeship. I was three, for me, it was three years, three and a bit. Not one day off. I went to my master's house every day, first thing in the morning, did the cleaning, the laundry, folded kimonos, did menial chores. And then he has a show once every day or once a day or once every two days or so. He's performing a lot. So then you're helping the master out at the show in the dressing room, laying out the kimonos, serving tea, setting up the stage, setting up the sound and the lights. So you're doing a lot of stage management in that way. Um, when he gets dressed, you help him put on his, his kimono and, and that when he when he changes kimonos you fold up you, you help them wear the new one you fold up the old one so you're, you're always with the master so you're there and you listen to his stories day in day out and that's the apprenticeship so you they say in japanese ge o nusumu which means you steal the art so he doesn't spend three years teaching you you spend three years watching and gleaning whatever you can Traditionally, hundreds of years ago, this was not a written tradition. There are no texts. This was an oral, A-U-R-A-L, oral tradition. Traditionally, they say the master would perform a story in front of his apprentices three times, and the fourth time, the apprentices would have to try to perform it back. When you're early in your apprenticeship, you have to ask permission at first. Is may I memorize this story? And if he thinks it's over your head, He'll say, yeah, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's, that's 20 years from now. Try this one or something like that. And then, But you have to memorize it. And then you say, I've memorized it. And then finally, he'll watch you do it, throw you some pointers and say, come back in a week. And then he'll watch you again and say, okay, here's where you're still not getting it. Come back in a week or whatever. But when you're with him every day as, as an apprentice. And, and then once he gives you permission to do the story, then it's your story for life. It's like you have a license to do that story. Katsura Sunshine there, and we'll get into some traditional stories, including the struggle to bring the joys of Abbott and Costello's Who's On First sketch to the Japanese language next time on Culture File.